The dates and times for all 17 Rams games has been released for the 2023 season. How difficult is the Rams schedule? That's coming up on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We are also available on YouTube. If you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, smash that like button, and most importantly, drop your Rams takes down below. Comment down below in the comment section. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. You might know me from covering the Dodgers for Dodgers Nation, but I've been repping my Rams ever since they returned to LA. You know, I'm loyal to the soil and that man to your left is the Rams pre half and post game show host for ESPN's flagship station 710. He's entering his eighth year covering the team, the legend, Mr. Travis Rogers. Now, Trav, we finally got the schedule. We finally got the dates and the times for these games. Are you ready to get into it? My man. I cannot wait. The week one can't get here fast enough. The game against the Seahawks, because we're going to turn around. It's going to be January and be like, when does it start all over again? Let's get going. Exactly. We are hungry for football. And look, the NFL, they revealed that 2023 schedule on Thursday night. Now we finally know that the 17 opponents, but look, we already knew the opponents. Now it's about the times, the dates. And we're going to look at this first half of the schedule. And if you look at it, it is a gauntlet early on. You got back-to-back division games first against the Seattle Seahawks on the road. And then at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Then you got the Bengals on the road. I finally did get one prediction, right? I got the Bengals on that. <laughs> Monday night football game. So I'm feeling good about that. But Travis, the first half of the season, this is going to be a gauntlet. Three of the five teams they play have the highest odds to win the Super Bowl with the Eagles being the highest, the Bengals and the 49ers. I mean, there is a lot of tough teams. It almost feels like you're playing Street Fighter, but you're playing the bosses at the beginning. You're playing M. Bison and Saget and Vega. What is your takeaway, Travis, from this first part of the season? Well, I think that the major takeaway is that the Rams may in a very complicated and maybe not entirely satisfying way might get exactly what they want. They may have been given a gift to that was going to allow them to wind up where they wanted to. When you talk about roster construction, when you talk about their activity in free agency, when you talk about the fact that they didn't have a ton of high draft picks. And then yesterday we found out that they got a monster schedule right out of the gate that you look at what they have. Like you talked about three of their first four games are on the road. You get a bunch of very good teams early. You get San Francisco early. You get Philadelphia early. Those are the two teams that were in the NFC championship game a year ago. You get all three of your division opponents inside the first week, uh, first six weeks of the season. So you, they are being given something and we can kind of go through this, but There's a scenario, and look, this is the NFL, and that one's entirely sure what it's going to be until you start playing the games, but you don't have to squint too hard to look through the first half of the season, whether you want to call that the first eight games of the year or the first nine games of the year, 
and maybe only find a win or two, maybe three along the way. And when we're talking about a team that is in transition, that is in the middle of perhaps rebuilding a championship caliber roster, a team that will have their first round draft pick again for the first time since 2016 in Jared Goff, this may be difficult to watch for a year, but it may ultimately be very good news. Yeah, I think you can find the silver lining if everything goes as planned and they get that high draft pick at the end of the year. But if you are trying to win, this isn't good news if you're the Rams. It will feel like it could be over before it even gets started. I think there is a world where they could start 1-4. and They could start 0-5. I mean, like you mentioned, you play all those tough teams early on. It's very front-loaded with elite competition. And yeah, I mean... If you look at it compared to last year, I mean, this year is definitely going to be very tough. I mean, it's so difficult. And look, I mean, the one break they get is the Colts, and that's on the road in yep. a 10 a.m. Pacific start. So, <laughs> I mean, you aren't getting very many favors. And you look at all those playoff teams from last year, three of the first four games are on the road as well. Those two division opponents. So you could be one buried in the division and buried in the conference right out of the gates. Another thing I'm looking at, too, is – You look at the skilled guys early on they're going to be facing. Guys like Lockett, Metcalf, Debo, Chase, Boyd, Higgins. I mean, for a secondary that's so inexperienced and with a defense that has been projected to be one of the worst in the league, hey, this offense better be high octane. They better score points if they want to win games early on. But, yeah, it is definitely not very encouraging. And then you look at later in this schedule, you got a lot of road games. I mean, last year the Rams, they only had to travel for seven road games, and one was at SoFi against the chargers they didn't have to travel this year you have nine road trips including three to the eastern time zone new york baltimore and cincinnati last year they only had one in tampa bay what do you just make of the travel in this schedule just kind of how it lines up later well i think you look at this and you mentioned it that they've got those three tips to trips to the eastern time zone they have five games in that early window. So the NFL has the 10 a.m. Then we're talking West Coast time here. We've got the 10 a.m. window. you got the 1 o'clock window. Those are the two things that most of the games are going to fall in those two spots. The 10 a.m. window is the window where you put a bunch of the games that maybe aren't that compelling to a wide audience, right, that maybe are not the marquee games. The marquee games are that 125 game. The marquee games are Sunday night, Monday night, and occasionally you'll get some on Thursday afternoon. The Rams are in that 10 o'clock window. Five times. You know how many times they were in it last year? Once. Here's what they were last year coming off the city. They were a Super Bowl champion that everyone believed was going to be a pretty good team. They're not putting the team in that 10 o'clock window very often unless you think that you're not a particularly competitive team. The league, now they may be wrong because this is the NFL and we see what happens in the NFL. Teams that we think are going to be bad aren't. Teams that we think that are going to be good aren't so this this has to play out but at least the guys in new york who put this schedule together believe that the rams are not going to be a competitive team and you can tell by the fact that they're in that early window five times a year after only being in it once the year before yeah, and I think that's something that really is striking about this schedule. It's just one, the Eastern time zone games, the early window games. Like you mentioned, they played a total of five games in the early window with a 10 a.m. start. That says a lot about how this league feels about the 2023 Rams and them as a draw, them as a potential contender. They had one last season. They had four in 2021. This year, they played five, the Colts, Cowboys, Packers, Ravens, and Giants. And those are all teams that you can see as possible Sunday night football games in previous years. Instead, yep. you have them in the early window last year they played just one and that was against tampa bay so it's not like it was in a cold climate and then yeah you look at those cold games too that's another thing i look at as a rams team that 
plays in sunshine in Los Angeles in November. They have road trips to green Bay, Baltimore and New Jersey. Hopefully they turn up the heater there in green Bay. It kind of reminds me of that scene in cool runnings when they're all out in the cold there. So hopefully they stay warm, but look on my show for the Dodgers nation post game show. Sometimes they call me Dougie downer when I get too negative, right? I want to say some positive things about the schedule. One thing I do like Travis is the bye week in week 10. It falls in mid November last year. It fell in week 17. And with all the injuries, it definitely did help, but coming up two road games against Dallas and green Bay. I like the bye week. Also the back half of the schedule. You only face three 2022 playoff game teams in the final eight games of the year, the Seahawks giants and 49ers. Is there anything that you do like about this schedule, the way it lines up and actually helping this team win if They can win eight or nine games. Here's what I like the most that locked on Rams has had both a street fighter and cool runnings mention in the first segment. That's this is, this is my new favorite thing that we got going here. I'm very, very happy about both of those things. Um, I, you, you mentioned it, Doug. I think one of the things that, I prefer, and I don't know if it's just because I'm covering these games and I kind of like to hold on to these things a little bit. I like a late buy. I, I think a late buy is betting. You hear NFL teams, you'll take it whenever you can get it. There's no bad time to get a buy, but I like a buy a little bit later in the season as opposed to a little bit earlier. The fact that they get it when they get it, week 10, I think is going to serve them pretty well just to kind of, it's it's not quite the halfway point, but it's close enough. You can kind of catch your breath, get as healthy as you can, and kind of maybe even reassess where you are as a team. You mentioned they had it week seven last year, which feels a little bit early. And all of a sudden you got to turn around you got to play 10, 11 weeks in a row and the season was already starting to point in a certain direction. I like that by being a little later than a little earlier. And I think they got lucky there. Yeah, I think they definitely got lucky with the buy. And it just if you look at the schedule at the in the first part of it, really you got the Colts, the Cardinals, the Packers, and maybe another one there in the first nine would be a nice win. The Seahawks in week one. We know McVay has had a lot of success, eight and five career against mm-hmm. Pete Carroll. Really should have swept them last year. But most of these games, you're not expecting them to win. So they have to win the ones they're expected to win kind of win some of those toss-up games and hopefully steal one where they're the underdogs. That's going to be a tough task, but that really is going to be the only way you can put together a respectable record. But next on Lockdown Rams, we're going to talk about the lack of primetime games, just two primetime games for your Los Angeles Rams. Did they get disrespected? Should they have played more? That's coming up on Lockdown Rams. But first, D-Mac, let's talk a little bit about Built Bar. We're both always looking for that delicious snack, but you want to make a good choice, right? You can't always be eating like you're 18 years old. You got to make a good choice here and there. Why not find the best tasting protein bar ever built? You got to give it a shot. If you're like me, you want to make that better choice, but you don't want to compromise on taste, right? We want to eat things that taste good. This is the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and They taste amazing. How do they taste amazing, right? Well, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate. Great flavors, churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies and cream. My favorite, of course, is the coconut almond. And I don't know how they do it. Really not my problem to figure it out. But they taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's better, they genuinely are good for you. We're talking only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, with an unbelievable whopping 17 grams of protein. Protein. And right now, you don't even need to wait to get the box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. So if you're close to a Sam's Club, run on in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff, churro puff, find those coconut almond ones too, and 
You can thank me later. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. And shout out to our everydayers who rock with us every single day. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And we're also available over on YouTube. So go check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and drop all your Ram takes down below. But Travis, this is a topic I'm very excited to get into because we made some very compelling cases for a lot of these games to be featured on primetime. And the Rams, they got just two primetime games their fewest since 2017 the Rams will play the Bengals on Monday night football in week three a rematch of Super Bowl 56 and then they also play the New Orleans Saints we did not see this one coming on Thursday night football on December 21st so it's later in the year LA's played 26 primetime games in the last five seasons now what is your takeaway on the fact that you're only getting two primetime games this year for the Rams Trav so we were talking about this on my uh, my ESPN talk show, Travis and Sliwa, and we kind of set the over-under on primetime games at two and a half. I thought that, that they were going to get two or three. I thought that was kind of the spot where it was going to land, and they they went under with just the two, like you mentioned. I think there's a couple of things here. Number one, you, you, you mentioned a second ago, that the New Orleans Saints is one of those games I think is the big upset right there. The good news is we're going to get a little crossover edition with Ross Jackson from Locked on Saints when he comes on. So I look forward to talking to our guy, Ross. That's always a good day. But the Saints are, you know, the NFC South is kind of a weird division. I don't know if there is a favorite in that division. It feels like everybody's kind of equally mediocre in that division. The Rams are not probably one of the top two teams in the NFC West coming into the season. That that was a game that they decided to put in prime time was a little bit surprising. I'm not surprised that they wanted a primetime game with SoFi Stadium. Maybe the Chargers are going to fill some of that that uh, that bill as well. But that game late in the season, too, that, that, that could be a game between the two teams that are well out of the playoff picture potentially we'll see how it plays out the other one you called it and and joe burrow is a big draw you're talking about those dynamic wide receivers like jamar chase t higgins the guys that you mentioned that's a really good team i think that's a good game for the rams because like you mentioned early in the season the rams will still be i think you know hopefully everybody in the league still relatively healthy at that point you're going to see best on best you're going to get to see that super bowl rematch and if you're going to go to cincinnati September's not a bad time to do it. That's probably the best time to go to that part of the country as far as weather is concerned. And the fact that the Rams only got those two primetime games, I think kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier. And similar to getting 10 early or, or, or five games in that early 10 o'clock window, this is a team that the people that put the schedules together do not expect to be compre- uh, terribly competitive. That this is a t- last year. They were in six games where they were the only game on TV. Six different times they were the only NFL game being played. They're only getting two this year, and I think that's a direct reflection of what the league expects out of this team this year. Yeah, no, I think, look, I you were definitely on it when you pretty much predicted that you didn't anticipate a lot of primetime games. But when you look at the Chargers, they're getting six. They're kind of like the evil stepchild here in L.A. when it comes <laughs> to L.A. football franchises. And you look at this Rams team. They won a Super Bowl just a few years ago. If they didn't have the talent, if they had trade away Matthew Stafford or Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald, then I get it. But last year, what was the talk of the NFL? The offense was actually down. 
the passing was actually down and you still have an explosive offense potential. Look, if the Rams win games, it's going to become because they're scoring a lot of points. And we know this, this offense is very capable to have a high octane offense. And I'm just surprised you didn't at least see one more, maybe the Eagles, maybe the Cowboys, maybe one of the division games like the Seahawks or the 49ers. I'm shocked. They got only two primetime games is the NFL not enamored with LA anymore. I mean, they have this SoFi stadium, this football cathedral that they love to show off. We talked about all the B-roll shots where they're coming off after the break. I think you still want to further establish the fact that the Rams are the team in LA, but maybe the NFL says, okay, this is the Chargers turn. Maybe this is when we showcase the Chargers this season. But I think if you're in this city, you realize that it's a Rams town when it comes to who is the LA football team in this town. So I'm surprised that they didn't get at least just one more. I will also say, too, I've seen a lot of people out there saying, oh, they can always flex their way into one game. I'll tell you right now, it is not a very good chance. There's not a good chance that they're going to be flexing in maybe that 49ers game late if they're in the hunt, if they surprise in the division. I think there's a possibility, but the odds of getting a flex game are very unlikely. Wouldn't you say, Trev? I, I think it's very, very unlikely. I, I think there's a couple of things going on. Good luck to the NFL showcasing the Chargers. Anybody that has followed the Chargers since their inception, really, go ahead and, and count on them doing the thing you think you're going to do. How's that worked out for you over the last 50 years? Good luck with that. Um, the second part is there are some teams that never got prime. I shouldn't say never, but rarely got primetime attention. They are getting a ton this year, namely Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. The Jets would get a Monday night here. They might show up on a Thursday, but the Jets have been a bad team for a very long time. And quite frankly, not even an interesting bad team the way the Cowboys could sometimes be interesting bad. The way that sometimes those those, those popular teams and places that have a lot of fans are invested anyway. The Jets have six, too. The Jets will get six different primetime games. So when you talk about the Chargers getting a bunch, you talk about the Jets getting a bunch, you tell the Cowboys are always going to get a lot. The Eagles are the defending uh, NFC champion. You're going to put the Chiefs in primetime a lot. There's just not a lot of real estate left to put in a team that went 5-12 and 12 the year before. So I think it's as much that that other people have kind of jumped into those slots as it is that the Rams just aren't expected to be very good. Yeah, so let's hope the Rams use as fuel or as motivation. If you're someone who wants to see the Rams compete this season, but I still think if you look at this team, yes, Aaron Rodgers, yes, the Jets, we know they're marketable. We know the Chargers, they have a lot of talent, but those are two teams that for whatever reason, they tend to disappoint no matter who's (laughs) on their roster. So I think, yeah, LA, I still think they should have given them at least one, maybe I'll take one more. I think the Eagles was the one that I wanted to see as a Sunday night football game because it was still early in the season and you couldn't say like, oh, the Rams season it's over. You can still say you have the Super Bowl. You have the teams that were in the Super Bowl last couple of years, like two of the perennial powers in the NFC. So that's the one I wanted to see. But on our last segment here, Rams CEO Kevin Demoff, he wasn't happy with the Rams schedule. We're going to talk about that. And does this difficult schedule actually help what the Rams are trying to accomplish in 2023? That's coming up on Locked on Rams. And welcome yeah. back to Locked on Rams and a special shout out to our everyday listeners. Thank you for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. And we're also available on YouTube. So be sure to check us out over on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Drop those comments down below. And a special preview on Monday. We're starting a series. Where we're breaking down the schedule for the NFC West. We're going to focus on the NFC West on Monday. You won't want to miss that. But Travis, final segment here is about the schedule and how Kevin Demoff, he was not a fan of the 
the fact that the Rams, they are playing in Green Bay for the fourth time in consecutive years. He told the LA Times, it's still disappointing to me. That's one I thought they should have honored. Now, the Rams, they will be making a trip to Lambeau once again, and this time it's on November 5th. We know last year it was one of the coldest games in NFL history. It was 14 degrees with a 10-mile-per-hour wind chill. The low was at 3 degrees. But what's your take on the Rams playing the Packers once again for another season? Yeah, it, you know, it's one of those weird quirks of the NFL schedule where obviously it rotates the other divisions that you're playing. The Rams have played the Green Bay Packers in the postseason in that window that we're talking about. And it's and you play the team that won from the one the AFC, one from the NFC that is a fellow first place team or second place team or wherever you land. And the Packers and the Rams have just been on that same level for a very long period of time. So it's a little bit just of a, a quirk like that. I understand what Kevin Demoff is getting at. Um, that he wanted to play that game maybe earlier in the season, considering that when they have played at Lambeau, it's always been late. I'll, I'll go back to the late 90s. Um, I, the only time I've ever been to Lambeau Field was the NFC Championship game between the Green Bay Packers and the Carolina Panthers, and it was eight degrees there, and I thought I was going to die. You know, I, I grew up here in L.A. I have never experienced anything like that in my life, and keeping your feet in the snow and your butt in the snow and all these things, it is an absolutely miserable experience. Fun to do it once, but to Kevin Demos point, to have to go do it year after year after year, uh, there is a little bit of a disadvantage if you're a, an L.A. team, you're an indoor team, the way that the Rams are, uh, that they're getting sent there again is now – the, the good news, I guess, is, is that Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Who knows if Jordan Love is, is an impact player or not. We will certainly have a pretty good idea of whether he is or isn't by the time that that game rolls around. So it's a little bit of a different animal. But anytime you go to Green Bay past Halloween, cross your fingers and hope that it's not so bad. Yeah, no, I think you bring up a good point that at least this is not going to be a good Green Bay Packers team. It's not like you're facing a team with Aaron Rodgers, a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. And look, the reality is in 2020, that was a playoff game. That was a divisional round game. They couldn't control that. They lost to them in November 2021. They lost to them last December in Monday Night Football. But like you said, it's just a scheduling quirk. It's not like there's this big conspiracy against <laughs> the L.A. Rams or anything like that to make them go play in Green Bay. It's just right. how the cookie crumbles this year with the scheduling formula look the when you play every three years you play an nfc division that rotates home and away and that's just the reality of the situation also too you play the same place finisher games 2023 you're going to be playing at green bay and in 2024, the Rams, they're going to play all the NFC North, including Green Bay, which will be at SoFi Stadium. And then in 2025 and 2026, Green Bay and the Rams, they finish in the same spot. Those games will be in Los Angeles. I don't think a lot of fans realize that it is a scheduling quirk, but I am with you. I don't do cold weather either, my man. I don't care. I mean, I look like I'm going on some like rescue mission in Alaska if it's like 40 degrees here, man. I don't do the cold they weather. Keep the but beers in the car so they don't freeze during a tailgate thing. Think about that, Doug. For our entire life, we've tried to figure out a way to keep the beer cold longer. They're trying to way they're trying to find a way to prevent it from freezing so they can still drink it. It's a it's a different way of life for sure. Insane, man. Hey, that brought that bratwurst looks like it's fire, though. I'll definitely could go <laughs> for some bratwurst and one of those Never. cheese heads. But yeah, I also Never. want to touch on this, though. I mean, we talked about it a little at the beginning of the show. The fact that you look at the way the schedule is lined up. I mean, back to back NFC West rivals to start the year. And you look at just the way the schedule is lined up. I mean, there's a good chance that this season could get away from the Rams early. 
And yes, there's some things that are favorable, but for the most part, it is a gauntlet early on. In any way, do you think that for what the Rams are looking forward to, I told you early in the show, I think you're going to see on Twitter later in the year, a lot of people tweeting, Caleb Williams, you are a Ram. I mean, you look at the back half of the schedule, do you think it lines up for their future goals? So I think it's really interesting. I, I think that, look, there's what they say, which is we're not re- we're, we're not tanking, we're not you know getting together, we're not putting together a, a plan for a future year. They're going to try to remain competitive. That's fine, and, and that could be true. Or you can look at what they're doing, and what they're doing is they basically sat out free agency. What they're doing is they didn't go even and sign any of their own players. They finally have a full plethora of draft picks coming up for the 2024 draft, and they seem to be in a mode where it's kind of a wait and see. Like we talked about, the beginning of this schedule is tough. Through the first nine games, there could be a win, maybe two. You know, To, to think that you're going to get four wins out of those first nine games – that's being pretty audacious. Now, you might be in a position to get that high draft pick. You might be in a position to start looking at Caleb Williams in a real meaningful way as opposed to just kind of pie in the sky if everything breaks right. Here's where it gets tricky. The back end of the schedule has some very winnable games. Now, again, nobody knows anything at this point, but if we're kind of right, Arizona is a game that they always play pretty pretty well in, that Sean McVay has the Cardinals number. You look at a team like Cleveland, who historically is kind of all over the map, usually bad, so we'll see what that looks like. You got the Commanders, good luck right there. And then you got that New Orleans Saints that we're talking about. They might be good, they might be average, they might be bad. The last thing that you would want, at this, if the first half of the season goes the way that we think it will, where they win a game or two or three, and all of a sudden you are looking at a top two or three or pick, right? And now all of a sudden you grab three or four wins towards the end of the season and you go from a three-win team to a seven-win team. Well, that pick goes from one, two, or three to 13 or 14. That's a bad That's bad news. 13 or 14 is not where you want to be. You want to be near the top of that. So I'm not saying tank. I'm not saying rebuild. I'm not saying any of these things. I'm just saying being very aware of where you are and what your goals are long-term when you get to that last month or so of the season. Yeah, and I know we're not supposed to use profanity on this show, and I don't like to use the T word, but it could be in tank mode late in the year (laughs) if they're that close. Now, I do think that the way that this organization is heading with the stars in place, I think they're looking more at the available cap space than draft Mm -hmm. capital for the 2024 season. I think the draft capital definitely will come with the territory and be a way to spin a positive on the season, but I still think it's going to be about the cap space. But look, I think it's going to be enticing, especially if you see Caleb Williams maybe winning his second Heisman at USC and it's kind of lining up. I think it's easier to sell on the fan base, but look, the reality is the stronger your division, the stronger your strength of schedule. And look, that's why the NFC South, they have the weakest strength of schedule. I mean, you can complain all you want about it, but if your division's strong, you're going to have a strong schedule no matter what. But yeah, I do think there is a possibility. You'll see this season just spiraling into abyss early with a one in four start. But my hope that I'm grasping onto is that the offense, they look the part, they're scoring points and they're scoring 30, 40 points a game and they're going off and they're keeping this in the, they're keeping the Rams in games early on and hopefully they can steal some wins. But yeah, I just want to make it clear the league office, they have nothing to do with the strength of schedule. It's based on the previous year's team's right. records. And yeah, you take all the wins and losses from the upcoming opposed opponents and it's really just predetermined at that point. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how they navigate this schedule early on and if they're able to have some wins because we're going to know what this season is going to look like five games into the season i mean that's just the reality wouldn't you agree with that 
I think so. I, I think you look at those first five games and, you know, you mentioned it. They're they're traditionally pretty strong against Seattle. The Rams are traditionally pretty fast starters when it comes to this last year's Bills game being the exception uh, to the rule. But that is a that, that's a big ask. I mean, you're talking about a team that was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago in Cincinnati, a team that was in Super Bowl last year in Kansas City or excuse me, Philadelphia. You're talking about a San Francisco team that's the exact opposite of a good matchup. And then you got to go on the road to an indie team that might not be great but you're on the road in the eastern time zone and that creates its own problems it's a very very tough opener yeah it's like would you rather be run over by a bus or an 18 wheeler i mean the competition <laughs> is so stiff early on but that's going to do it for this episode of locked on rams my name is doug mccain you can follow me on twitter and instagram at dmac underscore la and to your left he is that man mr travis rogers go follow him on twitter at travis rogers drop a comment down below about your season predictions how do you feel about the rams schedule let us know down below and until next time whose house is locked on rams house